0: praise the lord everybody pastor fields here this is the day the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it i'm happy again because the Lord has allowed me to come on one more week, another time, another opportunity to join with you in fellowship and in going into the word of the Lord. God has been gracious, he's been good, he's been kind to us and I'm grateful today. I always say it and I always will. Uh, He is a good God, a wonderful savior. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you today, and we're so grateful for another opportunity to come together as your children. It is my prayer, Lord, that you would bless us one by one. Speak to our hearts and minds today. Minister to us. Let us hear your voice. Hallelujah. Let us feel your presence. Open our ears that we may hear. Speak to us, Lord. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice and everyone that connects with this lesson on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to start off in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read verses 9 through 11. And I'm going to be talking about the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ. Hear the word of the Lord, uh, written to us uh, from the pen of Paul, the Apostle Paul. <clears throat> he writes in chapter 5, verses 9 through 11, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciousness. Now, um, I want to read that same verse in the Common English Bible. So we try to persuade people, verse 11, Common English Bible, since we know what it means to fear God. We are well known by God, and I hope that in your heart, we are well known by you as well. I'm going to read out of um, 1 Corinthians 3.15, where it says, each one's work will be clearly shown. The day will make it clear because it will be revealed with fire. The fire will test the quality of each one's work if anyone's work survives they'll get a reward but if anyone's work goes up in flames they'll lose it I'm reading out of the common English Bible Have it. however they themselves will be saved as if they had gone through a fire don't you know that you are God's temple God's spirit lives in you if someone destroys God's temple God will destroy that person because god's temple is holy which is what you are i read those scriptures for a reason and we'll be talking about tonight uh the judgment seat of christ our main scripture of course uh, is second corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 this will be our anchor scripture for tonight we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad there was a greek word pronounced bima uh, it's a term that means judgment seat and we're in the corinthian scriptures corinthian church uh, paul is Uh, writing to them and teaching them uh, in the city of Corinth uh, a stone platform was constructed to support uh, the Greek word bima uh, the bima seat or the judgment seat of the officials of that city and the seat was used uh, to give out awards to athletes uh, for their competitive performances usually it would be a crown uh, of leaves, uh, but also it would be to address legal situation, legal charges that were brought against individuals. They had to sit in the bema, uh, the judgment seat. Uh, Apostle Paul was quite familiar with this seat. Um, yeah, this is where he was brought before uh, Galileo. Who was the proconsul of uh, Achaia? Uh, it's a Greek city uh, at the Bema seat. I'll read it out of the book of Acts, chapter 18, verse 12. It says And when Galileo, Galileo rather, uh, was the deputy of Achaia, the Jews made insurrection with one accord against Paul and brought him to the Bema, the judgment seat. Uh, so this seat was also uh, a place that Paul, as first stated, was very familiar with. Uh, he also refers to it now as he teaches the Corinthian congregation and says, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. We must all appear before the Bema, the judgment seat, not of the proconsul here, not of Galileo, Uh, but of Jesus Christ. He's going to judge us. Uh, So in this context, Paul explains to the church, he explains to us uh, that it is where every believer, every born-again believer will receive an evaluation uh, for the works that's done in his or her body, whether it be good or whether it be bad so uh, i hear the bells ringing already okay fields i hear you talking so when will the judgment seat of christ occur because i hear the word and some of you might be quoting scripture already in your mind Uh, it is appointed unto every man once to die uh, and after that comes the judgment so we're talking about the judgment seat of christ so when exactly will this judgment occur so The judgment of the believer, and when I say believer, born-again believers, those who have been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, the judgment of believers will occur immediately after the rapture. And we taught a series on that. We dealt with the fact that the rapture of the church will take place before tribulation period. Before that happens, he's going to come and get us out of here. So, where does it fit in scripture in the timeline? Uh, From here until the rapture, so we have to consider the rapture as being a future event. Uh, It's an imminent event, it's happening. He promised, uh, I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Uh, But he's promised that he would come back and receive us unto himself, Uh, so. This is an event when all born-again believers will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Mm -hmm. Jesus is going to meet us all in the air. We'll be taken out of here by him. So the timing of the judgment seat of Christ is given, can be given in the following scriptures. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18. Remember what it says? For the Lord himself shall descend... I feel the Holy Ghost already. I get excited when I start talking about the return of my Lord and Savior. Uh, But in the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, the reward is associated with the resurrection, and the rapture uh, is when the church is resurrected. So the term church, when you hear me talk about the church, I'm not talking about your local assembly. I'm not talking about who your pastor is. I'm talking about the whole church, the body of believers. So when I talk about church tonight, I'm talking about all of the spirit-filled believers. I'll read out of chapter 12, 14, I'm sorry, chapter 14 of the gospel according to St. Luke 12 through 14. Now we're going to go through a lot of scriptures tonight. Um... So I suggest that you print out the lesson outline or the notes that I always provide weekly for you when you get a chance, if, um, because I'm going to move swiftly, because I have a lot to cover. But chapter 14 of Luke, verses 12 through 14, then she, then said rather, he also to him that bade him, when thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, and blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection, at the resurrection of the just so Jesus is saying don't be so quick to look for accolades or pat on the back or reward for what you do now but understand that there is a reward coming yes to the righteous uh, so and he associates it with the resurrection the rapture uh, is when the church is resurrected so again when I talk about church tonight it refers to born again spirit-filled believers In Revelation 19 and 8, listen to what it says. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. This scripture refers to when the Lord returns with his bride, with his bride. So there there are two more appearings uh, when he comes for us. And then when he comes with us, listen to what I'm saying. So when the Lord returns, Revelation 19 and 8 is referring to when the Lord returns with his bride at the end of the millennial period, that 1,000 year, uh, I'm going too fast, at the end of tribulation. He's going to return with us at the end of tribulation to begin that 1,000 year period called the millennial she's seen already rewarded her reward is described as fine linen the righteous acts of the saints undoubtedly it is the result of rewards i don't want to move too fast but i'm excited in my spirit i want to be with the lord i want to make it in listen in second timothy four and eight And Then I'll go to 1 Corinthians 4 and 5, uh, and it talks about the fact that the rewards are associated with that day Uh and with the Lord's coming. Again, uh, the church, for the church, this means the rapture, 2 Timothy 4 and 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Judgment. And not to me only, not to me only, not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. 1 Corinthians 4 and 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. Mm Mm-hmm who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. So listen, the order of the events will be the rapture. Number one, the rapture will happen. He's going to come and get us out of here. What does that include? It includes the glorification or resurrection of our bodies it also the exaltation into the heavens with the lord we shall be caught up together to meet the lord in the air the third part examination before the bema examination before the judgment seat of christ and this is where we will receive compensation Mm -hmm. recompense compensation or rewards follow me mm-hmm. so uh, who will judge the believer who will be the judge and what is the purpose of this judgment so john 5 and 22 states the father judgeth no man but hath committed all judgment unto the son jesus is going to be the judge Mm-hmm. When we also consider that Jesus Christ is God, we must conclude there is no conflict between this passage and other biblical scriptures, other scriptures which say that Christ will judge believers at His appearing. So it's tremendous. It's a tremendously serious thing that we're talking about. Uh, It has eternal ramifications. The judgment seat of Christ is not a place or time when the Lord will mete out punishment for sin. No, we made the rapture. You make the rapture, uh, you're not going to be punished for sins. Listen, uh, he's not going to mete out punishment for sins committed by the child of God. Rather, it's a place, it's going to be a place where rewards will be given or lost, depending on how that individual conducted themselves during his life for the Lord. So we have to give an account. Yeah, those who called themselves or or, uh, following the precepts of God, our works are going to be judged. Our ministries are going to be judged. (laughs) My Lord. So it's important for me uh, for us to emphasize that the judgment seat of Christ does not determine salvation. No, uh, that was determined, uh, by Jesus Christ on behalf of the blood bought believer that was determined. Uh, it's already been determined. You've been brought into the flock, uh, first John two and two, and he is the propitiation for our sins and not, for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Uh, so, uh, also the believer's faith in him. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So all confessed sins uh, have been forgiven. Uh, And believers will never be condemned for them. Uh, You cannot be condemned for what you have been forgiven of and brought out of. But don't be like the scripture says, like a dog returning to his vomit. Once you've been delivered, once you've been saved, stay saved. He that endureth till the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah! But I hear Paul say, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So you got to stay saved. You got to stay saved. If you want to make the rapture, you got to stay saved. Put in the comment section for me. I have to stay saved. Yes. So um, for me to say otherwise would deny the efficacy of of the death of Jesus Christ and nullify God's promise that sins and iniquities He will remember no more. So, listen. The problem with staying saved uh, is not up to God. Or the issue of staying saved is not up to God. Uh, we, when I in we in our flesh, uh, tend to go back to what God has delivered us from. Uh, so get saved stay saved hold on to your salvation um i'm going to read out of hebrews 10 17 and their sins and iniquities will i remember no more so once god brings us out stay out hallelujah stay out and live a life for christ so you can make the rapture hallelujah so um listen to my notes the purpose of this bema judgment or the judgment seat of christ uh, is to reward believers based on how faithfully they served yes first corinthians i'm still in my introduction i haven't really dug into the lesson so uh, give me some time tonight first corinthians 9 and 4 4 through 27 i won't read all of it but when you get a chance read all of that but I will read Second Timothy 2 and 5. And if a man also strive for mastery, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Hold on to that scripture. You won't be crowned unless you strive lawfully. So understand that this judgment will deal with the loss also of rewards. Because Paul is telling us in his letters to the Corinthians we must all appear, all of God's children must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. When will this happen? Immediately after the rapture. Hallelujah. We will be judged for the deeds that we are, have done in our body, how we have performed. All right. And he says, according to that, he have done, whether it be good or bad. So in the Greek the word translated as bad um, based upon the Greek word pholos, pholos. So according to Strong's Dictionary, uh, for those of you, you Bible students, Strong's Dictionary number 5337, the primary definition of pholos is easy, light, ordinary, Uh, worthless, of no account. Hallelujah. So whether it's good or of no account, whether it was just ordinary or whether it was worthless. So you mean to tell me people have spent years working and doing this, that, and the other, and they're going to be tried. Their ministry, their works is going to be tried. Uh, And there will be some works that will just burn uh, because it was all it it was all about them. Uh, and the Bible says uh, they themselves will make it in, but their works will be burned. Uh, so again, the purpose of the beam of judgment or the judgment seat of Christ is to determine the moral goodness or evil of our earthly deeds. But whether each deed is acceptable or worthless to the kingdom and glory of God. Now some of you may differ uh You may have a different opinion or you may see it differently and that's fine. Uh, Send it to me. We can talk about it. Uh, But listen to what the word of God says. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 13, every man's work will be made manifest. Every man's work for the day shall declare it on that judgment day. You're going to see Uh, because It shall be revealed by fire he's going to take my ministry your ministry the works that we did and he's going to put it in a bundle and try it in the fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is of what sort it is Uh, i'm reading out of first corinthians 3 13 what is deemed worthless by jesus will be burned up in the fire Hallelujah. Remember that song? Only what you do for Christ will last. Uh, the works that survive the fire are the deeds for which believers will be rewarded. So um, remember 1 Corinthians uh, chapter three. I read a portion of it uh, in my opening statement. 1 Corinthians chapter three, verse 12 through 15 says this. If any man, now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, I'm reading out of the scripture, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he have built thereupon. Right? So there'll be folks that will bring their ministries. This is the name of my ministry. This is what I did. This da-da-da-da. You know, they'll bring it and God's going to take it and put it in the fire and try it. Hallelujah. If any man's work abide, which he have built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. But listen to what else Paul writes. If any man's work shall be burned, if it burns up like paper, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. So let's let's dig a little deeper. Again, when will this happen? It will happen immediately after the rapture. Immediately. Immediately after the rapture appears, and, and I hear the word of Pope God saying again. Paul is screaming at us. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Hallelujah. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we all shall be changed. Hallelujah. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality." And right after the rapture occurs, we're going to court. (laughs) And our works are going to be tried. So let's push further. Hallelujah, I thank God. I thank God for his word, his plan of salvation in saving our souls. It has been laid out for us, right? Men and brethren, what must I do to be saved? That's in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And he answers the question, Acts two thirty eight. Uh, yep, I'm going there. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Take you to Acts 16, uh, verse, verses 30 and 31. And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So here's, I'm reading out of God's plan of salvation. And I want you to understand, because I, and I, I don't want you to walk away from this saying that, well, uh, the way I interpret that is I can be saved without the Holy Ghost. No. Uh, You must be born again. Jesus told that to Nicodemus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must, you must, you must be born again. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot inherit the kingdom God. Of God. Confession is made unto salvation. You confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you shall be saved. Men and brethren, what must I do to be saved? Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Call it, all, call it old school if you want. It's just school. It's just the way we have to do it. Follow the plan. Hallelujah. Get the Holy Ghost, and then we have to live saved before him. So here we are again. Uh, We're going to move forward. It is bestowed fully and freely uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ. We didn't have to pay for it. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left the crimson stain, but he washed me whiter than snow. So, and we understand that we receive this salvation by grace, uh, through faith, hallelujah, that's the word of God. And when the Lord Jesus comes again, every born-again believer will be translated into his presence to be with Jesus. And according to what Paul writes in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another, hallelujah, with these words. And I want to bring to your attention when you look into the house of God, uh, let's talk about two categories of saints, uh, two categories of believers. Hallelujah. There's the faithful and the unfaithful. Uh, I'll, I'll give you scripture for that. There is the faithful and the unfaithful. Uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 21, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler Over many things enter thou into the joy of the Lord. There are faithful, and there are those who have not been so faithful, um, spiritual and worldly. 1 Corinthians 3 and 1. 1 Corinthians 3 and 1. And our brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. So they are spiritual and unspiritual, worldly, or spiritual and carnal. Yeah, right in the house of God, uh, there are diligent and careless. Diligent and careless, Ephesians. Uh, So here Paul is dealing with this in every congregation. In every congregation, there are those who are more spiritual than others. There are those who are choosing to be carnal, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. This is Pastor Paul talking to the Ephesian congregation. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will what the will of the Lord is. So I hear you talking to me again. So what does it matter? Uh, why are you bringing this up? Uh, as of the kind of of believers we are. Uh, If the Lord is coming back and you're telling me all of us are going to be caught up and our works are going to be tried, well, let's, let's talk about it. And then perhaps you'll understand why I'm bringing this up because the Word of God says that we all must appear, every single one of us, from the pulpit to the door, from the usher to the drum player, doesn't matter who you are, all of God's children, doesn't matter what the name of your church is, every born again believer, after the rapture our works will be tried. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Second Corinthians 5 and And 10 i'll read it for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he have done whether it was good or bad so this is when uh we will receive rewards we shall receive a Reward. Don't throw away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. 1 Corinthians 3 and 14, if any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work abide, if any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward reward. Or, he may suffer loss. 1 Corinthians 3.15. It's in the word. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. That's according to how faithful we are, how consistent we were. Yeah, how true we were to our calling uh, according to what kind of believer? Were you faithful or unfaithful? Uh, yeah, were you faithful or unfaithful? God is going to judge us. Um, yes. So there's there's a great examination day coming. Uh, and so we have to live and work in the light of that day. Work while is day. For when night cometh, no man shall work. If we would be rewarded fully if you be rewarded fully second john second john second john verse number eight look to yourselves examine yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought but that we receive a full reward hallelujah so it makes a It makes a tremendous, tremendous difference on what kind of child we are. (laughs) Yeah, no believer will ever be judged. No believer. If you've been born again, you've made the rapture. You won't be judged according to sin because you you've made the rapture. Uh, The sins of every believer have already been judged. You've already been judged. You've already been judged. You've already been cleansed, right? Uh, And you've walked up right before the Lord, but you will be judged after the rapture according to every work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be judged according to our life and service in the kingdom. This is is the subject. This is the subject of this Bible study. So uh, let's talk about it. When we appear before the judgment seat of Christ we will appear as we really are my lord (laughs) i want to take you to the old testament scripture first samuel um, chapter 16 verse 7 but the lord said unto samuel but the lord said unto samuel look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because i have refused him for the lord sees not a man as a man seeth rather for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So when we stand before Him, we will stand before Him as we really are. Um, down here on earth, uh, we are never seen or never seeing each other as we really are. No, what you really look like, I I really don't know. And you see an image of me, you see my body, but you don't really know me. So that's why um, God is talking to Samuel. I said, don't get all tied up in how handsome uh, the king is and uh, how people look on the outside. Man looks on the outside, but I see who they really are. I'm looking at their heart. So let me take you to a New Testament scripture. And I know I'm going fast because I have a lot to cover. Uh, and I'm sure I'll come back to this 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says for we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ that every man everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he have done whether it be good or bad so literally this can be translated listen to my notes we must all be manifested without disguise hallelujah we must all be manifested without disguise disguise we won't be standing in our flesh glory to god we've already made the rapture we're standing before him so the literal translation we must all be manifested without disguise or in our true characters. a lie cannot stand before god cannot stand before the throne so this is going to occur after the rapture and we're all going to stand before him, the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema judgment. Right? Uh huh. We must all be manifested without disguise. So, in this connection, let me go to Acts uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young man arose, wound up, and carried him out, and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not on, not knowing what was done, came in. Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. Great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these Things. Now, I want to compare that brief story that I read out of the Scriptures, and let's take a look at it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, the work is going to be burned. the work is going to be tried. the ministry is going to be tried mm-hmm. yeah everyone's ministry, everyone's work it doesn't matter if you're an apostle a missionary or just a brother he right? Uh, Is going to be tried. And if any man's work shall be burned, it burns up like stubble, like paper. He shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So it speaks to us and says, The fire is to try the kind of work we have rendered. What kind of work did you render to the Lord? Not the appearance of that work, right? But God is going to reveal what it really was about, not the appearance of that work, what kind of work, not what it looked like to everybody else, Mm -hmm. but what kind of work did you render as unto the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 5, this is what it says, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. who who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts and then shall every man have praise of God. So, in this verse right here we're told uh, the one thing which counts before God is, um, is reality. And that At the judgment of God or the judgment seat of Christ, he will make manifest the motives and reward us accordingly. Did you hear what I said? So the one thing uh, the scripture is pointing and bringing to our attention is uh, God is going to bring, set it up and show us the reality. He's going to remove everything, right? And he's going to, was it it to benefit the kingdom? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so the reality of it all is going to be revealed at the judgment seat of Christ and he will make manifest, listen to what I'm saying, he will make manifest the motives and reward us accordingly. So listen, the second point I want to pull out of this, we're, we're, we're diving deeper into the lesson, uh, is that when we appear before the judgment seat of christ before the bema judgment Mm -hmm. that judgment seat of christ we shall we'll have to give an account of ourselves and our service as a pastor as a preacher as a child of god whatever your work is whatever your calling is whatever you're doing you have to give an account we all have to give an account of ourselves and our service um Let's see what Paul says in the 14th chapter of the book of Romans. He says in verse number 12, so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And notice there's no exceptions. You don't get a pass because you're a prophet so-and-so. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. You don't get a pass because you're you are the presiding prelate of your reformation. You don't get a pass because you've been in church for 50 years. No one is going to get an easy pass. No. There are no exceptions. He said, So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God, each of us, one by one. Notice also that the account that we give is of ourselves, right? For years, people are always caught up in, well, she did this and she did that and he did that. And God is going to look you in the face and say, let's see what you did and why you did it. Mm -hmm. Not of others. When I stand before Jesus, I can't talk to him about what other people did. I have to give an account for my works, for my ministry. Yes, it will be revealed then. It will be revealed then whether, one what is going to be revealed? Well, let's talk about it during this judgment seat of Christ, whether we have lived for God's glory or it was for self-pleasing reasons. 2 Corinthians 5.15, all that, I'm sorry, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Second thing that will be revealed is uh, how did I use my time? Hallelujah. How did you use your time? John 9 and 4. John 9 and 4. This is Jesus talking. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work Ephesians 5:16 How did you use your time redeeming the time redeeming the time because the days are evil I'm going to be judged as by how I use my time First Peter 1 Peter 1:17 and if you call on the father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work listen Listen to what Peter says. I'm gonna start again. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons, judgeth according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning, here in fear. Third thing that's going to be revealed how we have used our money. <laughs> how did you use your money? Matthew 6, 19 through 21. This is Jesus talking. Lay not up your, for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let's go to First Timothy chapter 6 verses 17 through 19. Now I know this is a lot of scripture I'm giving to you, so please download or, or print out the, the lesson notes that we've provided for you. It says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. That they do good. That they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Mm -hmm. Next thing that will be revealed, other than how we, uh, whether we lived for his glory or for self-pleasing or whether how we used our time, how we used our money, uh, but also, Whether we sought the salvation of the lost, whether we sought the salvation of the lost, Daniel 12 and 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. I'll give you New Testament scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 11 says this it says knowing therefore the terror of the lord we persuade men knowing what's coming knowing that tribulation is coming knowing that hallelujah a day of judgment is coming yes knowing this paul says this is why we persuade men this is why we witness to others because we want them to be saved just like we are so we persuade men but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Yes, I feel the Holy Ghost. So, also, we're going to be judged what's going to be revealed. It's all the words, all of the words, all of the words, all of the words which we have spoken. I'm going to give you scripture for it. Luke chapter 18, verse number one. And he spake a parable unto them in this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Men ought always to pray and not faint. Now, um, I, I skipped. So. Let's, let's use, because that one is referring to the fact that we're going to be, what's going to be revealed is whether we've been faithful in prayer, whether we've been faithful in prayer. Uh, Luke 18 and one, uh, and I'll read it again. Forgive me, I'm moving too fast now. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not faint. Pray and not faint faint. This one now, Matthew 12 and 36. Thank you, Lord. Um, All the words that we have spoken. You will be judged. I will be judged by all the words that I have spoken. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof. In the day of judgment. My attitude toward my brother and sister, that's going to be revealed. Our attitude towards our brothers and sisters, they're going to be revealed. Hallelujah. Romans 12 and 10. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honoring, preferring one another. Yep chapter 14 verse 10 in that same book of romans but why dost thou judge thy brother or why dost thou set at naught thy brother for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ galatians 6 and 1 i'm in the book brethren if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. So God is going to question me, even concerning my, my attitude. Yes, I may have repented for it, and I've, I've made it into glory, but he's going to judge me. He's going to reward me according to my works, according to my attitude, according to my motives, was I faithful in prayer, how did I speak, did I, every word that came out of my mouth. Also, my work will have to be accounted for. The ministry, to whom much is given, much is required. Your ministry, your work, your calling, I'm not just talking to preachers, I'm talking to whoever had a mission, whoever had an assignment, Whoever was given the ministry. Hallelujah. Whatever God had anointed you to do, did you do it? You're going to be accountable. You have to be accountable for it. 1 Corinthians 1 Corinthians 3:13 Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is hastening on. Another point I want to elaborate on is the fact that when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, everything which is worthless and empty will be burned up, and only that which can stand the test of the fire will remain. And it won't matter how great you we. I thought I was here. It doesn't matter. We, archbishop, uh, right reverend, hallelujah. It doesn't matter what title you had, when we stand before God, God is going to throw it all in the fire and see what happens to it. So when we all uh, appear before the judgment seat of Christ, everything that is worthless and empty will be burned up, and only that which can stand the test of the fire will remain. So, um first Corinthians chapter 3 verses 12 through 15 and notice the materials that that Paul uh describes and how he how he breaks it down listen I'll read it first now if any man build upon this foundation gold silver precious stones wood hay or stubble mm-hmm every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire will try every man's work of what sort it is we've been reading this verse over and over again verse 14 says if any man's work abide which he have built thereupon he shall receive a reward so we'll see whether it was gold or silver or stubble If any man's work shall be burned, mm -hmm, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So I can break this into two categories, into the materials that Paul is describing. Number one, uh, and say that which abides uh, the testing of fire, that which survives the testing of fire, gold, silver, costly stones, right? Or that which is easily burned up because it was worthless. So he, that's the wood, that's the hay, that's the stubble or the straw. Let me repeat, so there are two categories we see here. He mentions, so the first category would be that which abides the testing, it survives the testing of the fire, the gold, the silver, or costly stones or that which is worthless if it's worthless it'll just burn up the work not the person but their work because it was worthless that's the wood the hay of the straw the stubble so the life we live and the way that we serve mm -hmm, is one of two kinds either that which will stand the test or that which will not. Yeah. So when we appear, here's the next point, when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema judgment, the purpose of the judge uh, is not to punish unfaithfulness, but to reward faithfulness. So I'm not going to get all this uh, big crowning and jewels in my crown uh, if I haven't been faithful. He's going to hear, so he's trying to determine who was faithful. and He's going to reveal it so nobody will say, well, and wine. Nope. He's going to reveal it. The fire will tell the story. The fire, that'll preach. The fire tells the story. Mm-hmm. So when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, the purpose of the judge is not to punish unfaithfulness but to reward faithfulness so uh let's go through a little history after the Grecian Games the successful contestant whoever won that race uh, whoever stands before the Bema remember we opened up by saying the Bema it was it was a, a seat a stone seat that was made uh and during the games the person that won the race uh, or pass the test would receive a crown, right? And he would have to stand before the judge on that judgment seat. So, uh, and it was an elevated seat, right? Where the umpire or the judge would pronounce the results of the race. So it wasn't enough for people to see it. The, the, the uh, referee, the umpire or the judge because he's watching with different eyes he's looking for different things hallelujah the judge can see things and he's going to look for things that the normal spectator is not going to notice hallelujah so he's going to be elevated the empire uh, back then would sit or the judge would pronounce the results Uh, And the reason for this is so he can reward you according to your performance. So you and I will have to stand uh, before the judgment seat of Christ in order that he will give honor, promotion, and reward where it's been merited. He's not going to uh, reward me for something that I have not done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So prize days, um, listen to my notes. Uh, there are days at school or prize days at school. Uh, it's not to punish and degrade those who have not done well, right? But when you get an honor, uh, get on the honor roll, you receive that certificate. Those who have done well, uh, and you are given according to your GPA or according to your to your work. Hallelujah. So it is important for us. To live and labor in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain. In order for me to receive a reward, I have to work diligently from my heart. Hallelujah. Faithfully. 1 Corinthians, I'm going to take you back there. 1 Corinthians 3.14. If any man's work abide, which he hath been Built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work, abide. If any man's work, abide. That word abide is in my spirit. I want to share that same scripture uh, out of the Common English Bible so we can see how that sounds uh, in the language closer to ours sounds more like how we talk today so it would be first Corinthians chapter 3 first Corinthians chapter 3 verse 14 in the common English Bible if any man's work survives survives what the fire he's going to try our works and if it survives the fire they'll get a reward but if your work goes up in flames you'll lose your reward so here uh, the purpose of this is to make sure you get properly rewarded for what you've done yeah some of us some of us have worked for years and no one noticed no one noticed no one gave you accolades yes hallelujah and god will see all of that but after After the rapture occurs, we're going to go before the judge, before the umpire, hallelujah, who's been watching the race, and he's going to make sure you are rewarded for the works you have done. When we stand before the judgment, see the Christ, hallelujah. Listen to this, and I'm getting ready to close. I've held you long enough, but I'm feeling this thing, and I need to tell somebody, don't give up. Continue to do the work. Even if people are not noticing you or giving you accolades, hallelujah. The umpire is watching you run this race, stay in the race, hallelujah. Hold on to your salvation and continue to work, continue to work, continue to work. So let's break it down even further because during this time, some will hear the word of divine approval. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So, some will receive promotion. There will be some who will receive promotion. I'm going to give you scripture for that. Luke 19 verses 17 through 19 it says it like this and he said unto him well thou good servant because thou hast been faithful in a very little have thou authority over ten cities and the second came saying lord thy pound have gained five pounds and he said likewise to him be thou also over five cities and another came saying Lord behold here is thy pound which I have kept laid up in a napkin my Lord my Lord so some of us will receive promotion Romans 15 and 10 and again he saith rejoice ye Gentiles with his people Hallelujah. Revelation 20 and 4, Revelation 20 and 4, and I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Hallelujah. All of us may receive crowns. So um, there's the incorruptible crown. And that crown is given for living a disciplined life. 1 Corinthians 9 and 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we, an incorruptible crown. The crown of life will be given for those enduring saints. James 1 and 12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, but when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. There's the crown of rejoicing. Some will receive for soul-winning service. Got scripture for that, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 19 through 20. For what is our hope, our joy, or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Also, the crown of glory, for shepherding the flock, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. And I realize some of the scriptures I'm, I'm giving, uh, I need to elaborate more on. But for the sake of time, for the sake of time, um, I won't elaborate as much as I really want to. So if you have questions, email me and I'll answer your questions to the best of my ability. And I'll take that time to elaborate more on certain scriptures that I gave, uh, if you don't understand why I put that scripture there. But there's a crown of glory for shepherding the flock, and there's a crown of righteousness for loving his appearing. Let's go first for shepherding the flock. Feed the flock of God, 1 Peter 5, 2 through 4 which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, but not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away hallelujah and the crown of righteousness for those who love his appearing second timothy chapter 4 verse number 8 henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge shall give me at the at that day i'm sorry and not to me only <laughs> not just me but unto all them that love his appearing the last point that i want to pull out concerning this judgment seat of christ uh, when we appear before the judgment seat of christ it will be too late then to wish that we had been more faithful that we had been more zealous or more careful in our work and our witness. It'll be too late. You, you can't look at somebody and say, well, they, they got they got what they deserved because of the work that they did in the kingdom, right? Uh, so make sure you're working with the right motive. Make sure you're doing it all to please God. Make sure that you are faithful, more faithful to God than you are to man. Hallelujah, because when we appear before the judgment seat of Christ, It's going to be too late then to wish that we had been more faithful or more zealous or more careful in our work and witness. Um, We read the scripture all the time, all the time before we take communion. I'm going to go there. I'm going to take you there. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 31. If we would judge ourselves, if we would just examine ourselves, judge yourselves, we should not be judged. If you would just judge yourself, why am I doing this? Am, am, am I am I faithful, really? Am I faithful? Am I truly faithful? Am I faithful in prayer, faithful in reading the word? Am I faithful in ministry? Am I just doing it to be seen? Now, now people may look at you one way, but when you stand before the Lord, your works are are going to be thrown in the fire, and you're going to have to give an account for everything you've done in this body. First John chapter 2, verse 28. I also want to pull in here and now, little children, abide in him, abide in him. Who is he talking about? Abide in Christ, that when he shall appear. We may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Little children abide in him. Abide, thrive, work, live. That when he shall appear, we'll have this confidence and we won't be ashamed before him at his coming. Hallelujah. We won't stand before him thinking we're going to get all this reward when he knew our hearts and our works are burned. We may be saved, but your works will be burned and you will not receive the reward. Right. You got all these trophies and accolades down here. But when you stand before the Lord, your work is burned. Hallelujah. Only what you do for Christ will last I'm going to stop there I've taken up too much of your time already hallelujah but I've discussed uh, quite a bit about the judgment seat of Christ and I already know I may get some questions I don't have a problem answering your questions Uh, so write me won't you admin at grtdc.org any questions Um, I'll be more than happy to answer those questions hallelujah make sure that you're working for the lord and your work is true and you're doing it because you love the lord you're doing it hallelujah with the right motive you're doing it for jesus christ hallelujah father we love you so much and we thank you we thank you for your word hallelujah we thank you for your word and i pray oh god hallelujah, that will come back to the zeal, will come back to thriving and doing it all for you, to be pleasing in your sight. And though some may be tired, I pray that you would renew their strength, that they'll hear the words of Paul that say, let us not be weary in our well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Give the saints the strength to hold on, continue to push forward and to strive lawfully bless us one by one we ask as we continue to endeavor to be pleasing in your sight in jesus name we pray amen now if you have a special prayer request want to send it to me do that won't you admin at grtdc.org and we'll take the prayer request and lay them on the altar as we normally do, and we'll touch and agree with you in prayer. If you would like to plant a seed in this ministry, pay your tithes. You may do so now. Technician will put that information on the bottom of the screen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would receive our gifts, our offerings, every seed that's planted in this ministry. Bless both gift and giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your giving it has been a blessing and it has allowed us to to spread out the word hallelujah to be a blessing to more and more people so thank you for your continued support to this ministry the lord bless you and the lord keep you and i'm looking forward i'm even getting excited about seeing you again on next week if it's the lord's will But until then, I want you to be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom, shalom.